Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. And now it's time for the Bet Rivers Sportsbook pregame show with Score Morning Show co-host Molly from the Molly and Haas Show, Bears long snapping Iron Man Patrick Manley, and legendary Bears center Olin Krutz on Sports Radio 670 The Score and Odyssey Station. Brought to you by Bet Rivers Sportsbook, official sportsbook of the Chicago Bears. Download the Bet Rivers Sportsbook app today. Oh, yes, indeed, it is the pregame show. It's been a while, but we are delighted to be back. I am uh, Mike Mulligan. Call me Mully. We have Olin Krutz. We have Patrick Manley. Gentlemen, good morning. Not the greatest news on Friday, but life continues. What can one say? Yes, it's been a crazy bye week. You'd think after a bye week, Mully, everybody would be healthy. But all of a sudden, we're hearing these names. Khalil Mack going on IR. Allen Robinson still out. Akeem Hicks still out. You would hope this week would be the week they get everything right and go on to the second half of the season. But right now, it doesn't look good. And the Ravens are pretty banged up, too. And I think we have questions about Lamar Jackson this morning, if if he's able to go with his illness. I don't know if anything's come out, if you guys have heard that, uh, if anything, this morning. But back to the Bears, you just... You're hoping after that three and six start, they get the bye week and maybe can figure out a way to win a game after a bye week and get healthy. But it seems like they they just haven't gotten healthy, and that's that's kind of scary. Yeah. Uh, good morning, guys. Look, the uh, the Bears going to their bye week, and you start studying the Ravens, and you think, okay, they can beat these guys if we gotta get Khalil Mack back. If Akeem Hicks is healthy, uh, the way Justin Fields is improving, the way he looked uh, in the second half against the Steelers, um, you're trying to find a way. Okay. Maybe they can beat the Ravens, and all of a sudden uh, the injury report comes out and the three top guys on their salary cap list are out. They got $50 million on the sideline today. Uh, Keem Hicks, Khalil Mack, Allen Robinson. If you count in uh, Danny Trevathan, you're up there by $50 million. That's never good for a football team. And then Manley just mentioned how many guys – you don't know what's going on with the Ravens there, so we may have a high-quality preseason game today over there on the lakefront. <laughs> That's a good way to put it. Well, Maybe I, get more Ryan Nall today. Yeah, we get more Ryan well, Nall. Ryan Nall might go for 150 if it's the last preseason game. I can't. I, I, you know, I get it that we're worried 
and I, I don't know if word's the right word, but I get it that there was concern whether Lamar Jackson is going to play. Mm-hmm. But, you know, he had this illness. He apparently – they went to Miami, and then he flew down to Louisville to get his number retired. And they had like a mini bye week. I mean, what, what is with the Bears where even on the bye week they have the other team get half a, half a bye week? It just seems <laughs> like nothing – ever is as cut and dried as you think it might be. Um, but but Lamar Jackson has been sick a few different times this year. He's kind of th- – this is not COVID-related. I'd be stunned if he can't play after managing to go through a complete practice on Friday. Yeah, I mean, they got him at 50-50. It, it sounds like he's uh, pretty sick, I guess, nowadays. I remember Pat Weiss, who go to building a pandemic, has kind of changed everything because yeah. – we used to argue with people, Molly, before, why don't you send a guy with flu home? Why is he even here? Uh, you, know, uh, you know, I don't want to say the word, but all over the, the you know, throwing up yep. and all that stuff going on. And you were wondering, like, but so the pandemic, you know, it's changed all that. And these guys, if you feel anything, uh, you got to stay home. But Lamar Jackson, I'd be shocked, too, if he doesn't play. But they got him at 50-50. They have to put him on the injury report, which tells me he's not feeling He's not feeling very well, Pat. So uh, that would be, obviously, if they lose a guy who's kind of an MVP candidate a couple of weeks ago, uh, you know, the number two offense in the NFL with Greg Roman's unit already without Ronnie Stanley, already without uh, Cleveland, their, their rookie guard. You know, all these guys are out, and now you lose your star quarterback. It'd be interesting to see what kind of offense they feel today. Yeah, and Olin, poor Tim Bream back in the day when you used to yell at him to send guys home. <laughs> <laughs> and you were 100% right. You'd be like, get him the blank out of here because, yep. you know, and then he'd be like, no, coaches really need him to practice to get ready for the game. And, like, it spreads to everybody. And, and yeah, life has changed with COVID now. But uh, that, those were the days, man. Poor Tim Bream. But, yeah, it would be interesting poor to see Tim if he Bream, does. Poor Tim Bream, poor me. <laughs> Dealing true. with Tim Bream. <laughs> Who thought we'd get Tim Bream's name brought up this morning? Wow, <laughs> Lucky Tim. Lucky Tim yeah. Bream. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> but guys, what, what, like, let's put it this way. If Lamar Jackson is sick, do you want him to play sick or to be sitting out with a backup? You know, it depends how sick he is. Uh, but having Lamar Jackson out there obviously is a game changer. So just we don't know how sick he is. I think we'll find out more as the morning goes on. But um, selfishly, I, I want to watch him play just because Olin Mully, the film has been so fun to watch of him. He's such a dynamic player that he's got to be one of the most fun offenses to put on and sit there and study during the week. Yeah, you, you want to see him running around uh, with, uh, in Greg Roman's offense, which is an interesting you know study to, to watch uh, for Justin Fields because you like them to add mm-hmm. the Bears have set him some of those concepts that the Ravens run. But um, I don't know, man, uh, if he's out, that's an advantage for the Bears. I could use a win. A lot of losing going on lately for the Chicago Bears, even for the Crutes family. A lot of losing in high school sports. So I could use a win here today. Yeah, I, I was sorry to see that result. Uh, Lockport won. Yeah, Lockport, very, very good football team, man. And they came down and played really good football. Uh, a fun game to watch. But, you know, my daughter's team lost in the morning. Girls basketball. Uh, Illinois lost to Iowa. I'm, on a sh- I'm starting to think it's me, Mully. So I think my <laughs> I'm putting my son. money on the Bears now. Olin, you can't lose again. You can't lose can't again. Take, That's impossible. Pat, I can't take another loss, man. I, nope. I, I want to go. I may drive to Soldier Field on my way to the TV station to give them a speech. <laughs> <laughs> the plea from Olin Cruz. Uh, look, I you know I I got to be honest with you. I, I was almost ready to think the Bears could win this game. I was mm-hmm. getting. 
you know, I kind of jumped off the bandwagon after that San Francisco performance, and and uh, and I know everyone kind of thought they could win at Pittsburgh, and and uh, I didn't get on board with that. But I thought this is a good chance. This is a, and then I saw no one could practice on Wednesday, no one could practice on Thursday, and then the news about Khalil Mack. That's a blow. I don't know. I don't know, guys. I mean, that's your highest paid player. That's the guy every team has to game plan when they face the Bears. I get it. He's missed the last couple games. I also believe they've lost those games. All of the feel good you had with with maybe they got a quarterback. Justin Fields' performance, especially at the end of that Pittsburgh game, especially when you take it under consideration with all the bad calls and everything. You know, he basically led that team downfield to win that game, and then they gave it up. Uh, but but I got to tell you, this is a blow, man. This To, to lose your most expensive player, your, your most decorated player, arguably the best player on the team, have you been through that in your careers? And, and I would imagine, like I, I thought to myself, why couldn't they have made this decision a week ago? Why wait until the Friday before an actual game? I know they're trying everything, but goodness, that that is uh, that's a blow to this team. No, I definitely think it is, and and obviously this week without Akeem Hicks as well, have, not having both those guys. Right. But when you don't have Robert Quinn, that changes a game plan. That changes an offense's game plan. Then they can just slide over to, to uh, Robert Quinn if if Akeem <clears throat> is not in there. So he he just changes the game plan. So I think he hurts a lot, <clears throat> but to go back to some of the games, Olin, I'm sure you're going to bring it up too. Is 2009 when Erlacher hurt his wrist and was out for the season. I think we all sat on the sideline and were like, all right, he's hurt for this game. I think we found out after the game, or maybe he came out. I can't remember what we found out, but when we did, <clears throat> excuse me, I dropped my head. I'm like, no way, that's our guy. You know, mm-hmm. we, we lost our, our defensive captain, our best player on our team. Um, and Olin's good buddy, Hunter Hillenmeyer, was going to back him up. And, <laughs> you know, <laughs> that's a low blow, man. No, it's true, though. But when you have a guy, Hunter, Hunter's fine. He's an NFL player, but you go from a Hall of Famer to Hunter. You're like, oh, man, you know, mm-hmm. it's kind of like what's going on with Travis Gibson to Khalil Mack. You can't compare those two. Mm-hmm. And another one I had was 2011 when Jay Cutler broke his thumb. We were playing against the Chargers, um, and he went for the tackle. He went through the interception going towards Johnny Knox. I remember being in the training room. That's the game I tore my ACL, and I'm in the training room. And, Olin, you remember this. You can look right into where the, uh, the, the, the doctor's office are, mm-hmm. and, and the doctors are talking to, to Lovey Smith. And you know what they're telling them, and you just see Lovey's face just go, drop down and just like, my season's over. And we were rolling. We were 7-3 and three at that point, and I thought we were playing great football going in the last you know, six games. So those two to me were, were blows, and those are true blows where you know who's behind those, those, those studs, and you know they don't give you the same chance at all. And it's just when you're rolling like that and you have expectations like you do, it's, it really hurts. Yeah, that's for sure. Manly, I wouldn't eat pork grinds while you do radio. Take it from me. I know it. <laughs> uh, listen, uh, when Erlacher was out, as Pat referenced, uh, no matter how many good guys we had on that defense, and we all know who was there, right? Lance Spriggs, uh, Peanut Tillman. You can just look across the board and just look at their numbers when Brian Erlacher wasn't playing. It always made them an average unit. They, they were not in the top 10 when Erlacher was not there. He's a hall, first, first ballot Hall of Fame linebacker, right? And Khalil Mack, uh, you could argue, played at that level at least in 2018. And defensive, offensive coordinators have to design their whole game plan around Khalil Mack. So they, so they worry about him, always send extra help to the right tackle. Where is Khalil Mack at all times? 
and then now he's out, so now I can help on Robert Quinn. And we saw that in Pittsburgh. How many times was Ben Roethlisberger standing in the pocket for far too long? And then they had to run games, and they were running the wrong games, like on the touchdown down there on the 10-yard line when I think it was Greasy drew, drew up all the D linemen in one gap. So you're going to miss Khalil Mack, obviously. Pat already mentioned now you take Akeem Hicks out too for a team that wants to go big on you, wants to run the ball. They got Latavius Murray back today. Uh, he has run good against the Bears, I think, when he was at the Vikings also. So they're going to try to give him the ball, especially if Lamar Jackson is out. But I thought they were going to do it anyway. And and one thing we saw, right, guys, was we finally saw Eddie Goldman play a little better. We got to get more of Bilal Nichols. But now you got Angelo Blackson is probably up. Uh, like you mentioned, Pat, uh, you know, Jeremiah Tachu is already out, right? So now you're down to your third or fourth outside linebacker. You mentioned Travis Gibson, Pat. Uh, you know, now we got to see Cassius March, the, the captain, spin kick, wheel kick, master, uh, Bruce Lee. Uh, after he gets blocked for five seconds and he falls on a sack, he throws a spin kick and gets a personal foul, but that's a whole nother subject. Look, uh, so now you're lining up. Before we were saying, okay, man, we got Khalil Mack, we got Akeem Hicks. We got Eddie Goldman. We got Robert Quinn. We got Roquan Smith. We are ready to go. Now you got Cassius Marsh, Angel Blackson, Bilal Nichols, and Travis Gibson. And everybody's wondering why people are running the ball on the Bears. I am not. I don't wonder when I see that front. If I was an offensive lineman, I'd look to the sideline, scream at the offense coordinator, run the damn ball. Yeah, and unfortunately, this is what they do best. Mm-hmm. I mean, you know, Lamar Jackson is like having. He's like their leading rusher. He's a great runner, and he'll run between the tackles. He, it's that triple threat offense, they call it, because he can, he can obviously hand off to someone, flip the ball outside to someone. He can throw, but he can also run right at you. And, uh, I, you know, I mean, we can argue forever about wh- who's the, what's the biggest blow to this defense. I would imagine that, that maybe today it's Akeem. If uh, you know, if you if you think about the way to attack a quarterback like Lamar Jackson, the old mush rush haven't heard that term in a while. <laughs> that seems to be you know be aware of all the running lanes because he's going to burn you uh, with that. And uh, I, I don't know, as you say, when you start lining up the names, it's just people can get in the right position and still not be able to make a play. I mean, it, it's. Uh, it's a blow to to have all these guys out. Is Allen Robinson out? I think he yep. was doubtful. Mm-hmm. So you know, we we heard uh, this idea of Justin Fields and Allen Robinson developing some rapport. That's on the other side of the ball. They should still be able to run the ball. Um, but man, you know, the the other element, guys, and we'll have to get into it is the defense and and just you know, you think about how Miami beat this team. Mm-hmm. They did it with with you know playing. Uh, Zero and blitzing. I mean, they were blitzing on roughly every play. They came with the safeties. I don't know the Bears have that kind of talent. I don't know that they have the defensive backs that Miami used to come up with that game plan, and I'm sure it's all the coaching staff in Baltimore has been doing, studying that idea and making sure that vulnerability isn't there anymore. But you also have to have the talent to run that sort of thing. Yeah, and obviously Miami has a a great defensive staff. Brian Flores, uh, their defensive coordinator down there, uh, also was from New England. I can't remember his name right now, but Brian Flores was a secondary coach. Uh, The defensive coordinator down there now was a secondary coach in New England. I always say, Pat, anybody can draw a blitz. Can you cover it, right? It's kind of like on offense. Anybody can draw past concepts. I can draw somebody open. It's just, can I damn block it? 
Can I block it? Can I can I hold up long enough up front so the quarterback can actually throw the ball? Same thing on defense. You can send in as many guys as you want. Can you cover it on the back end? And talking a little to Matt Bowen, uh, you know, works for an ESPN uh, matchup show. You guys all know him. He told me that they were playing quarters match and really they were running zone behind it. They weren't really running blitz zero. And they're dropping two guys out and those two guys are covering the crossers. So it was a great scheme. They were bringing six every time, but they were making it look like cover zero, but they're playing zone behind it. And as Mully said, the Miami secondary has very, very good players. Uh, is Eddie Jackson back today? Because if you want to run something like that, you better have Eddie Jackson on the back end to cover. Uh, Xavier, they have Xavier Howard. They have all these guys who are really, really good at covering people. So can the Bears do that? Can Sean decide deploy uh, that kind of scheme versus the Baltimore Ravens to, Ravens to slow them down? But really on first and second down, they were just running a 3-4 and, and bringing their safeties off the edges. But again, your cornerback has to hold up. And immediately, I think I know Marquise Brown is out. But I think about they're going to try to put Bateman or Duvernay and find Kendall Vildor. Like everybody else has found Kendall Vildor this year, uh, mm-hmm. the Ravens will try to find him also, Pat. Yeah, that's what you said. Can the cornerbacks hold up? And that's that's my biggest concern is even when they're playing, you know, not blitzing. Sean Desai hasn't blitzed. What, 16% of the season, they're still getting burned by the DBs. Kendall Vildor got burned last week quite a bit. So that's what scares me a lot. And then Eddie Jackson, if he was healthy, I think would be a great blitzer. <clears throat> also can communicate better on the back end. That, that just scares me a little bit. There is a stat that I found that Lamar Jackson is 26 in passer rating when he's blitzed. When he is blitzed, he looks like he forces quite a few balls. So I think there will be opportunities for the DBs to make plays, but are our guys that good? Are they good enough to make the play? I don't know. And then, like you said, can they run the blitz? Can they time it up properly when they've only blitzed 16% of the season? It's not something they, they do all the time. I'm, I'm guessing you know they have blitz period during the week, but when you're only getting the reps during blitz period and not during the season, not during live reps... It can kind of mess you up a little bit, I think. But to go back to what you said, Olin, it's all about the coverage. If they can coverage, cover and they want to blitz and they want to bring blitz zero or bring an extra guy here and do whatever and get creative, it's all about the DBs today. All right. <clears throat> We're going to take a quick moment. Mm-hmm. When we come back, Olin, i got to ask you about the uh, – this is your favorite subject, the coaching matchup. Mm-hmm. Uh, this, <laughs> this looks – this looks a little bit bad for the Bears. Yes, it does. I'm glad you brought it up. You, Molly, you, you're starting to understand. You're starting, starting to look at it. I'm learning the game. I'm yeah. learning from the feet of the masters. That's what, uh, <laughs> that's what we've discovered. We'll be back, and we'll talk about that element of this game. It is indeed the pregame show here on The Score, presented by Bet Rivers, the official sports book of the Chicago Bears. Download the Bet Rivers app today. Okay. Picture this, it's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road, the steeper the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai. There's joy in every journey. 
Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Yeah, last year um, when I was in college, I would you know turn on his highlights and just kind of study how he kind of ran the read option, how his feet were, and how he kind of got like a running start. So like when he runs the read option, he kind of staggers his feet just so he can like be already in a, I guess, running position to run the ball after he's reading the uh, defensive end. So um, last year I kind of just, you know, watched how he kind of operated that. We're back with more of the Bet Rivers Sportsbook pregame show on Sports Radio 670 The Score with Molly, Patrick Manley, and Olin Krutz. Brought to you by Bet Rivers Sportsbook, official sportsbook of the Chicago Bears. Download the Bet Rivers Sportsbook app today. Yes, indeed. We have Olin Krutz and Patrick Manley, and this is the pregame show on The Score. And we're delighted to welcome in our guest he joins us on the score hotline presented by circa resort and casino in las vegas the home of the world's largest sports book we've got jeff Zrebeck. he's with the atlantic the beat writer for the ravens and jeff you know we're trying to figure out if uh, these rumors are true that there's a good chance lamar jackson does not go due to the illness that kept him out a couple days earlier in the week have you heard anything this morning you know, they're waiting until the last possible minute before they have to make a decision. Um, at least now they're saying that they could hold this off till the inactive list comes out 90 minutes before kickoff. Uh, but, you know, this is a team with, you know, they declared three guys out and they have 11 others that, question, that are listed as questionable. And they made a move yesterday to bring up a quarterback. So that, that was pretty telling, I think. You know, they needed those roster spots to fortify other positions. And they used it on one of them on a quarterback, Trace McSorley, uh, to make sure that they had some insurance in case Lamar Jackson can't go. Uh, you know, he has not felt good at all this week. He seemed to be turning the corner, um, you know, Thursday, excuse me, Friday, but then came yesterday and he apparently didn't feel good either. So, uh, you know, I think they're, they're holding off hope, but uh, there's certainly the possibility that he may not be able to play. Hey, Jeff, uh, Olin Krutz here. What do you expect to see uh, from this offense if Lamar Jackson is not in? What do you expect Greg Roman to lean on here uh, with all the injuries he already has on his offensive line? I know tight end, they're expecting tight end Nick Boyle back today. Do you expect him just to go uh, strictly with the power run game? Yeah, that's a great question. And one of the things that they like about backup quarterback Tyler Huntley is they don't have to change the offense when he comes in for Jackson, um, you know, now nobody's the athlete. There may not be an athlete as good as uh, Jackson in the league, but Huntley can do some things athletically. 
Um, he has a good arm. So they don't feel like they have to change a lot about their offense um, if he comes in. But they're also without their number one receiver today, Marquise Brown. You know, Sammy Watkins has been injured. It's probably not 100%. So um, I think they'll probably get back to the basics a little bit. Uh, the expectation is Nick Boyle will make his debut. They have a Pro Bowl fullback in Patrick Ricard. It's possible that they keep Eric Tomlinson, another blocking tight end up. So with two blocking tight ends and a Pro Bowl fullback and Latavius Murray, their big back, expected to play today, I think that's a lot of beef. So that I think that would point towards sort of getting, uh, getting back to the basics and just kind of grinding the Bears down with their uh, run game and heavy sets and all that. Jeff, let's go over the defense. Maybe you could describe to the Bears listeners here what Justin Fields is going to see from uh, Wink Martindale, like what kind of scheme he runs. And then obviously I think everybody knows here he's, he's, he's quite the blitzer. So what do you expect uh, – what do the Bears fans expect to see from him today? Yeah, uh, Wink's never seen a blitz he didn't like. Um, <laughs> but this year he's had to make some adjustments because they've not covered very well on the back end at times. They've missed Marcus Peters. Um, it's just been an issue with some breakdowns on the back end. So their blitz percentage is significantly down from the past. But, you know, it's hard. Uh, you know, this is uh, that's their identity. So you don't expect them to completely change um, today. I know Fields has the highest blitz rate of any quarterback in the league. That's what he's faced. I expect the Ravens to try to send him a lot of different looks. You know, confuse him, send pressure at times drop into different coverages at times, just try to mix it up as much as possible to see if they could force a few mistakes. But I think when it comes down to it, in key times, we all know that the Ravens are going to send extra people. That's how they always are, and and that's probably how they'll be again today. You know, just uh, for everyone involved, can you do a little scouting report on Tyler Huntley? I, I believe he went to Utah, and he's kind of a running quarterback, as you mentioned, um, I, I read somewhere that he's from Broward County and he's from the same area where Lamar grew up and the two of them faced each other in high school and, and Tyler Huntley won the game. His team won the game when the two of them were in high school. I don't know if that translates to the NFL, but it's an interesting stat. <laughs> yeah, you know, they had some epic battle uh, in high school, uh, and, you know, and uh, Tyler Huntley's team, which – had a lot more D1 prospects than Lamar Jackson's team. It was kind of Lamar Jackson uh, versus uh, Tyler Huntley's team uh, with how that played out. But you know what? You know, he signed as an undrafted free agent last year, partly because of his relationship Lamar with Lamar Jackson, and they were friendly, and he thought it would be a good spot for him. And, you know, you watch him a little more, and it's kind of curious he wasn't somebody didn't at least take a late day three flyer on him because he's a, he's a very good athlete. He has good arm strength. He started a lot of games in college, uh, you know, and he didn't, you know, we're not talking about D3 program. I mean, he went to Utah, so he faced some good competition. Um, so, you know, I think they feel like he, he'll give them a chance to win if they have to lean on him, and they felt like that. He had a really good preseason. Um, they, he, they leaned on him for a lot of reps in the preseason. They're comfortable with going with him as, as Lamar Jackson's sole backup the rest of the year. You don't know how the kid's going to react, though, if he has to start. I mean, you're talking about his first NFL regular season start, and, you know, the Bears will do some things defensively that he probably hasn't seen. So you never know, but they're comfortable with him 
that whole give put them in position, uh, you know, to win a football game. But obviously, they're going to have to be sharp in all the other areas. Defensively, special teams are going to have to run the ball, and they're going to have to protect them a lot better. And they've been protecting Lamar Jackson at times this year. Hey, Jeff, here in Chicago, obviously, after the San Francisco game, uh, Justin Fields made a few dynamic plays. And after the second half against the Steelers, um, really excited about him. So so are the fans. Everybody's waiting to see him this week after the bye week. Uh, covering the Ravens, what were they saying about him down there? Uh, on the? Do they see a guy who's we think we might have our franchise quarterback here? Did you hear those kind of things from the Ravens players and coaches? Yeah, yeah, they're uh, uh, they're they've been impressed just with his uh, you know his development week to week and some of the plays that he continues you know that you sort of you saw it in Pittsburgh and the Ravens have long kind of studied the Steelers and they feel like they're a similar team as Pittsburgh in a lot of ways and they like watching what opponents how they attack Pittsburgh so uh, they were watching and, and I know they're impressed they're just impressed with the whole package you, you know like I heard a lot of talk about how athletic and dynamic he is but yet how big and powerful is i mean you kind of forget well you know they say you kind of forget that he's you know 230 pounds or right around there and that's a big physical impressive athlete um and you know they feel like he's going to be a really good quarterback in the nfl now the ravens have uh flummoxed a lot of rookie quarterbacks over the years um but i think you know as i've mentioned this isn't the same ravens defense that we've been accustomed to with over the last decade plus and all that. Well, speaking of that, being who they are, I mean, I know they're six and three. And when I was studying them during the bye week, hoping that Akeem Hicks would be back, hoping Khalil Mack would be back, hoping Eddie Jackson would be back, and Allen Robinson, they're not going to be there. But when I was watching them with them, I'm like, hey, they could they could beat this team. And I know the Ravens are six and three. They just barely beat Detroit with a 66 yard field goal. They just lost to Miami. Had a couple come from behind wins. How good is this team? Do they expect to continue to make a run throughout the season? Um, and and just I guess how good is this team? Yeah, you know, I think that's something we're all wondering. I've written, I wrote that two weeks ago. We really still don't know. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, they've really only put one complete game together against a, a good Chargers team. Uh, not a guy. I think we've seen since that they're not a great Chargers team, and they took the Chargers to the woodshed and kind of played a complete football game. Otherwise, it's you don't know what team you're getting one quarter to the next. Never mind one game to the next. They have a lot of flaws. I, I don't think anyone denies that. They've been heavily dependent on Lamar Jackson saving them in the fourth quarter with dynamic plays. The run game is dependent on Lamar Jackson running the football. Their backs have not been anything special all year since you know they lost Gus Edwards and Dobbins preseason. Defense has given up a lot of big plays. So it, it's kind of been, look, keep it close and, and let, DeMar, let Lamar Jackson and Justin Tucker win it for you in the fourth quarter. So, uh, you know, their margin of error with all those guys injured and, and, and all that is, is just very thin. So uh, they've tried to overcome their mistakes, and Lamar and Tucker have helped them do that to some extent. But this is a very flawed team who is capable of beating anybody but is also capable of losing anybody, as we saw in, you know, how they needed a record-breaking field goal to beat Detroit. Yeah, um, you know, the, that's the fact that they can kick that, too, is pretty impressive. I mean, he is uh, he, he's excellent, and they've been – known to have great kickers year in and year out. Um, it's interesting that you say that about the defense because that's kind of, you know, just talking to people that, that scout the team, they say that the, the obviously they got injuries with the offensive tackle. That is a, a position where they're going to need some help. I, I don't know if they need it today without Mac, 
but uh, but they they don't have the same kind of offensive line, and they don't play the kind of defense that we expect when we hear the Baltimore Ravens' name. Yeah, there's uh, the one thing they just haven't done all year is just it's simple. You know, this day and age of football, every everybody's struggling to stop anybody. I, I mean, uh, I think you know. They've situationally done it. I mean, they're, I think they're top three in third down defense. They're among the top teams in the league in red zone defense. Situationally, they played really well, but it's the tackling and it's the giving up big plays. And I think the biggest thing, and this is where they really miss Marcus Peters, who you know took the ball away as well as any DB in the league, they don't force turnovers. And that leaves you with very little margin of error on defense on defense if you're not going to take the ball away. And that's just something they haven't done all year. They're among the bottom three or four teams in the league enforcing turnovers, and that's not a prototypical Ravens defense. I mean, they want to be a, an attacking, ball-hawking defense who creates opportunities, and they just haven't done that this year. And that's probably, you know, defensively been the biggest issue along with the giving up big plays. Hey, Jeff, as a former center, I, I can't go without mentioning the boogeyman, uh, Calais Campbell, obviously still dominant. Uh, about as big as a man as I've seen on the yep. football field as a center. Uh, this defensive line, what have you seen from them? I think Brandon Williams is out today. I mean, when we talk about the Ravens and, and not knowing what they are, I think it's just so many injuries after a while. Are they still good, right, when you look at them? But talk to us. In Chicago, we always worry about the offensive line. Uh, we have Jason Peters, obviously, at a young right tackle, Larry Borum. Uh, who are they facing up front today? Uh, who should we be watching besides Calais Campbell? I know Justin Houston, but I also know they have a pretty good rookie on that edge. Yeah, you know, Calais Campbell has sort of held up that group mm-hmm. at his age, week in and week out, and he's been their best you know, their best guy up front. And last year it looked like he was kind of on the decline, but he came to camp in, you know, great shape. He's been, you know, very motivated. There's uh, there's kind of a belief that this could be his last year, although he says he's not going to make that decision. So he's kind of held them up because they haven't had starting, you know, their other starter up front, uh, Derek Wolf. he's out for the year, hasn't played a down. Um, Brandon Williams has missed a bunch of games. He's a solid run-stuffing nose tackle. They don't have him. And a guy named Justin Matabike, a third-round pick two years ago, a year ago, has just not, you know, he was getting all this buzz in, in preseason. He just hasn't really made enough flash plays. You see him pop once in a while. It's just not been consistent. So that's been a, that's been a, a disappointment other than Campbell. Um, and they have not really gotten a ton of consistent pass rush with the front four. Odafe Owe, their first-round pick, is going to be a good player. He is. They, they, they love him. But, you know, he's still a rookie, and you can't depend on big-time plays every week from a rookie. There's going to be ups and downs. But he's certainly capable of flashing, and Justin Houston can still hurt team stretches. But, yeah, they've been thin up there up front uh, all year, and they've kind of tried to play through it. And uh, they've looked good at times, and then they've had major breakdowns at others. Jeff, let's fast forward to the end of the year. Say the Bears end up playing, having a terrible year. The name people keep bringing up is Greg Roman. What are your thoughts of him of potentially being a head coach in the NFL and maybe taking over an offense here in Chicago with Justin Fields? It's interesting because in in Baltimore, they can't get Greg Roman out of there soon enough. And I'm you know I'm talking about the fans, though, of course. It's just <laughs> he's such a polarizing guy. Um, and he gets so much criticism for everything. And, and I, you know, a lot of it's unfair. I mean, you look at what they're rolling out here. They're rolling out basically a running back group that 
probably wouldn't be starting or, you know, basically a waiver wire running grab group, which is how they acquired two of the three. And then you got, you know, an offensive line that's been injured all year. They've had issues at wide receiver health all year. So I think he's done a really good job. I think his run schemes and some of the things he does in run game design and creating things around the quarterback are uh, spectacular. He does such a good job of that. Now, how does he hold the room as a head coach? How is he going to be uh, in the locker room? You know, how is he going to deal with the media? I, that's just hard to say because we haven't really seen him other than his weekly press conferences. We really haven't seen him in those spots. And, the, you know, as you guys know, the building's been closed the last two years because of the COVID stuff. So you don't really have a great feel for that. But the players seem to like him. And in terms of creating a running game and executing it and making it easy on a young quarterback, I, I think he's a great candidate when you look at look at those things. But, you know, there's obviously other stuff that goes into it that I think you'd be a little bit of a mystery just because he hasn't been in that position. Great stuff, Jeff. Really appreciate your time. Thanks for the breakdown. Have fun, guys. Enjoy the game. That's Jeff Zrebeck from The Athletic and, you know, took the took the uh, Ravens in case anyone's interested. <laughs> Not a huge shock there. Uh, I, I think it's fascinating, the idea of Tyler Huntley. Guys, he ran – I think a four-five-five on his pro day, so that's not the four-three or whatever that that Lamar Jackson can run, but that's that's flying, isn't it? I mean, I, that's a lot faster than I imagine uh, either of you ran on your. <laughs> you can cut ours in half, well, and we well, couldn't well, run that fast. Hey, hey what, what is it now, too, man? A uh, uh, line, <laughs> line, me, Molly, and Pat up in a three-by-three, four-by-one hundred. We'll be yeah. in trouble, oh, but. Uh, that's that's. I can the, maybe get thirty three yards in. That's it, and I'm quitting. Yeah, but, I, I but, pull a hammy at the gate. <laughs> I just let's just open a beer and call it. You yeah. know what I mean? Yeah. Hey, never mind. Put a cold beer at the end of the forty yard line. Yeah. But, but Molly and Pat, I think that's some of the what you're hearing from us. Today. We don't really know what to talk about, what to say, because you don't know who's going to be out there, and you don't know what kind of game you're really going to get today, right? And the, the most fascinating thing for me, I, besides who the Ravens have at quarterback and all their injuries in their secondary, you heard them on the D-line, their offensive line is missing guys. They got guys coming back. So they're in flux as much as the Bears, but just fascinating to see Justin Fields, right, how he continues to grow. Because when we saw him last, like you mentioned, Mully, he walked on the field at Heinz Field versus T.J. Watt versus Mike Tomlin versus Butler, their defense coordinator, and he led the Bears down the field, and there was almost no doubt that they were going to score that touchdown and take the lead, which was kind of a crazy feeling for me. I don't know how you guys felt about that, but that's what's kind of weird about this game when you studied. It was like, what the hell do we talk about? And then all week, then the injury report came out, yeah, right, and even, right. then you didn't even know, I don't even know who's going to be playing today. Right. You start looking at matchups. Who's going to match up against two? And you're like, wait, Hicks is out? Okay, well, you can't win that one. Well, now Mac is out. So, yeah, you're right. And it's gonna, you said at the beginning of the show, Olin, it's going to be like a preseason game. There's going to be some names out there that are going to be making plays <laughs> right. that you're like, wait a minute, are we in week three of the preseason? Mm-hmm. But, yeah, this, this will be interesting. But you said it, too. This is about Justin Fields. And I think we all believe, after going three and six at the beginning of the year, it's all about Justin Fields moving forward. And, and that final drive, I don't know, to, to, me, to me, guys, I don't know about you, it came out of the TV, that confidence. Mm. Just the way he looked out there on yep. the field. Just the way, it just it was one of those things that was almost tangible through the TV, and that was that was great to see. And let's see if he can continue to grow with that, and we get to see that going forward. Yeah, and tangible is a great Scrabble word, but it wasn't only him, right? It was <laughs> – um, hey, listen, 
That'll get you 32 points. Yeah, thank you. Thank you. I think the G is big, if I remember correctly. Um, in Mooney, when Mooney walked out there, Mont- Montgomery being back, I think he's their personality. Really like what he brings to the game. They go wildcat when he's out there. They put Khalil Herbert out there. Even Nall, uh, your guy's favorite character in this yep. Bears uh, story. <laughs> um, <laughs> they put those guys on the field, and I just you just felt – for the first time in a long time, and it seems to be, Pat, and you were here, interesting what you think about this, when when the Bears transitioned and you talked about Jay Cutler uh, with Tressman, though, and when they transitioned to more of an offensive team because of injuries, because they changed. Uh, Mel Tucker was a defensive coordinator. Um, is that coming again where you felt more confidence actually against the Steelers in the offense than you felt in the defense? And for me, that was a weird feeling. Yeah, go ahead, Mike. We oh, we got break, yeah, we've yeah. got to get to the break, but we have breaking news. Lamar Jackson is arriving at the stadium too, according to Stacy Dales. It seems as if he's not himself. He's going to try to go. They're trying to dehydrate him, so he is expected to start the game. But he's in shaky condition. They're going to dehydrate him to, to get him going. Well, they're going to try to get him hydrated. Ah, I, gotcha. right. I want yeah, him dehydrated. So well, well, I, listen, I was trying to dehydrate myself <laughs> yeah, last night. That's right. Boy, that was – thank you. Uh, you got to hydrate to dehydrate. Yeah, you're, you're, hydrate, yeah, dehydrate him, then rehydrate that son of a bitch. You must, you must be really hydrating this morning if you were dehydrating last night. All right. Let's, uh, let's get to a quick break. We'll be right back. It is the pregame show with Olin Kruitz and Patrick Manley here on The Score. It's the pregame show here on The Score. We got Ole Kruitz and Patrick Manley presented by Bet Rivers, official sportsbook of the Chicago Bears. Download the Bet Rivers app today. And here we are, guys. Um, goodness gracious, we know the Bears are uh, down on defense for this game. I don't know. You know, it's a, it's a big ask of Sean Desai. We had talked about talking about the coaching. I, I hate to say it, but I, I think I know the answer every week, Olin. There's never really a – I mean, this is a Super Bowl-winning coach mm-hmm. in Jim Harbaugh. He's a guy that has done a, an incredible job for himself. Uh, John, excuse me, Jim is in uh, is still in college. He hasn't even started with the Bears yet. Got but Ohio I'm, State I'm coming curious. up. He's got a big game. He's got Ohio State coming up. Yeah, Ohio yeah. State looked good against Michigan yeah, State. I'll did. say that. Uh, but help us out. I, th- this is not – this. this is a – lopsided event here right it, it is uh you have a ton of respect obviously you heard jeff from the athletic for, he covers the ravens talking about don wing martindale uh he's kind of we talked about Calais campbell uh pat being a boogeyman mm-hmm. uh wing martindale has been a boogeyman for uh rookie quarterbacks he's gonna have a good plan here for justin fields he's gonna try to confuse him up front he's gonna try to confuse the offensive line uh, with blitzes, with overloading the front, bringing guys from all over the place, which to me makes that run game with Montgomery that much more important today, being stubborn with it. Uh, Brandon Williams, their good nose guard, is out. Uh, you know, you heard Jeff talk about Amanda Bouquet. Uh, it hasn't been as good as they thought he would be. Uh, obviously, you got to get Calais Campbell blocked uh, in there to run the ball, but you just got to be stubborn with it. Uh, move uh, Justin Fields, the launching point, move the pocket. Don't wait to nine minutes in the second <laughs> quarter before you boot him out, right? Uh, run some screens, right? Run some screens. 
Uh, take the shovels, take some dynamite, blow up the foundation at Hallis Hall, find the screen game, uh, dig it out of the bottom of the ground where they're hiding it, uh, find the screen game, get that ball into Montgomery and Herbert's hands, and then once you get Justin Fields comfortable, uh, uh, let him light them up a little bit. But Martindale is going to be a tough challenge for Laser. Uh, you would obviously take him over Laser. You take uh, Greg Roman over Desai, and you would take Harbaugh over Nagy. So if you ask me, if you would all their injuries – Baltimore's biggest advantage today, and this seems to be too often, right, Mully? Their biggest advantage today, if you match up the coaching staffs, is their coaching staff over the Chicago Bears coaching staff. And I think, Pat, that you are seeing that in a league now that as hard as it is to find yourself a franchise quarterback, how rare they are. Franchise head coaches are just as rare to find. Guys like Bill Belichick, obviously he is the – the shining example you use, but he can find guys, put them in his system, and all of a sudden they're winning games and they're right back in the hunt. Yeah, no doubt about it. And I'll tell you what was fun this week, Olin. I'm, I'm guessing you had the same same fun as, as well as looking at Wink Martindale's defensive scheme and trying to figure out where they're coming from. And they're all mugged up, got just different looks, multiple looks, 40 looks, 50 looks to just third downs, just guys everywhere. I would sit there and hit pause and be like, all right, if that's the mic, who's got who? And then it just there were so many different confusing looks that – it's going to be a hard game on Justin Fields. It's going to be a hard game on Sam Mustafer. And like you said, Olin, you got to move the pocket early. Please don't do it on the fifth offensive series. And get the get the run game going. I, I like the idea of coming out with those three tight end sets and just run heavy early and see what you can get. And then most importantly to me is you've got to get in third and manageable situations because he is going to blitz. And if he's going to blitz, you've got to get rid of it quickly. And you got to be able to get first downs on third and five and short to be able to get the ball out soon. But it's, this will be a great test for Justin Fields so we've seen progress the last couple of weeks, right? I think today is going to be a great test to see how he can dissect this defense, figure out where to go to the ball with the ball, maybe watch him and Sam Musfer work with getting the right points, figuring out where these blitzes are coming from. I, I just This will be a, um, a great test. And I think if he comes out and has a good game, we can say he's taken another big step forward to, to be in that franchise quarterback. Yeah, and, and this – this offseason, Mully, you know, and obviously you look at this Baltimore Ravens coaching staff and who pops up as inside linebackers coach, none yeah. other than Rob Ryan, right? So uh, they're going to have a lot of blitzes schemed up for Justin Fields, the young quarterback. But this offseason, Coach Nagy talked about that his team, his offense, they needed multipliers. They needed, by that he meant they needed guys who made the guys around him better, right? And we saw Justin Fields do that against the Steelers. He made his teammates better. He raised their level. All of a sudden, Jimmy Graham is down the seam, catching the ball, a great pass from Justin Fields. He made the offensive line better by rolling out of the pocket. He made Mooney better by talking to Mooney, probably on Zoom. If I roll left, I want you to run to the corner. And then they extended the play, and they ran a, a, a scramble drill, and they scored a touchdown and take the lead. I think, Molly and Pat, the thing I want to watch is sometimes a player – can be a multiplier for a coach too. I want to see if he raises the level of his coaching staff. I want to see if he raises Laser's level. Laser has to raise his level now because Justin Fields is challenging him. Look, I want to be able to compete against guys like Don Wink, Martindale. You need to help me here because, Pat, like you know, I don't care how good the player is. All they can do is run the plan they're given. If the plan is bad, if the blitz pickup plan is bad, even if Sam and – and Justin Fields and offensive line and the running backs are trying to execute it. You still you still have no chance. I remember in the 2002 playoff game was 2001 season. We played against the Philadelphia Eagles 
and the Eagles defensive staff, I felt like in that game, I kept saying to myself, man, it seems like they know everything we're doing and are always in the right spot. And uh, Jim Johnson was doing his ad blitz. He was the father of the double A gap blitz, right? But then you went and said, okay, uh, uh, you know, years later, I said, I'm going to study that defensive coaching staff. Oh, look what they got. Jim Johnson, Ron Rivera, linebacker coach, Leslie Fra- Frazier, cornerback coach, Sean McDermott, assistant, uh, Steve Spagnolo, another assistant. No wonder they knew everything we were doing. <laughs> <laughs> All right, it's going to be fascinating, guys, to see this transition. As, uh, as Pat, you mentioned, this idea that the once kind of um, defense-oriented Bears now have to kind of score points. We didn't think they could earlier uh, in the year, and now the quarterback has his performance against Pittsburgh. Now we think the Bears are going to outscore teams. The next two games, including today, could be against a pair of quarterbacks they play Thanksgiving morning uh, who haven't had an NFL snap yet. So I don't know how that comes into play, but Lamar Jackson is 36-10 and 10 in the regular season. That's pretty good. If you replace him with a guy that hasn't thrown a pass, that's pretty good. Does that mean that it comes down to what the offense can do if uh, if the defense can get to a, a stalemate? We'll talk about it. We'll get, uh, we'll get the latest – uh, from Soldier Field on Lamar Jackson. Stacey Dale's going to uh, tell us uh, what's going on with him. It's, uh, it's of course, the pregame show. We've got Owen Crutes and Patrick Manley presented by Bet Rivers, official sportsbook of the Chicago Bears. Download the Bet Rivers app today. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app. 